0: Hello out there and welcome to a new episode here at the Virtual Frontier, the podcast about virtual teams created by virtual team. Today's topic of our Q&A session is Get your roles together. When your startup or business grows and we are delighted it does. You need to get the roles in the organization in order and well defined. I ask Manuel today where and when to start with the definition of roles, how to find a balance between the growing demand of a team members and the revenue. I also ask him why it is important and essential to integrate Agile team facilitators when we are speaking about the development of your teams and the organization itself. Let's find out what Manuel can share from his experience. So without further ado, let's dive into the next CEO Q&A session here at the Virtual Frontier. I hope you enjoy the conversation. So hello, Manuel. Welcome to a new Q&A session here at the Virtual Frontier. i happy to have you here today. Um, our topic today is get your roles together or um, organizing your roles in your team or your organization. Um, Especially if the company is a startup or you're uh, uh, growing or scaling, there comes a point where um, it uh, comes more and more important to uh, define the roles, um, organizing the teams in a good way, um, because often it happens, the company grows and uh, everything gets or can get uh, quite messy, right? Um, With uh, the different, um, yeah. Because of different of um, problems that appear, but that's uh, we're gonna discover today in our Q and A session. So my first question to you, Manuel, is: um, When do come the point uh, that I need to start thinking about the definition uh, of roles in my company or in my organization or teams?
1: I think you cannot start early enough with that because it really brings the brain power and the focus to the result you want from people you hire. Otherwise you might hire people and they have no clue what they should do and contribute to the company and you have no idea what you expect from them. So at the end you might be disappointed spending a lot of money and time. And they are also frustrated because they have no idea if they are doing a good job or not. And as as I think with with any system and a business is nothing else than a system and a team. Is also kind of a system that consists of people that take ownership of specific parts and components of the business. And if you don't have that defined, there is no way to grow this system because you will never um, start building a house without having a blueprint, without having an architecture, without understanding the components that carry the entire building, right? And that's the same with your team because your team members are components I'm not about materializing people, but they are components that carry the business, that build the business, that grow the business, that run the business. It's all about people doing things, right? If you look at most organizations, if you remove people, organization will stop running and growing. So people are the most important part. And that brings the relevancy to really understanding and defining yeah, for, for which for which result do you want to have these people and which stake should they have and carry in the entire organization?
0: Okay. There comes probably a point um when the team is growing already and um as a founder, you clamp to different roles in your company, right? Uh, maybe you are the CEO, then you're the CTO, then the CFO, whatever uh, <laughs> you name it. Um, why is it that um, so many um, founders are in, um, clamped to these roles and, and um, maybe miss the uh, the point when they should uh, start, um, yeah, delegating roles or defining new roles in the first place?
1: I think because they are very often not even aware what they are doing in it, which roles they actually have. When you grow a business, of course, most 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 founders have no idea how to grow a business because they do it the first time. right? That's why mentors or coaches, not just the self-made coaches that have no idea and never did it themselves, but coaches and mentors that already have grown a business and they know what they are talking about when it comes to building teams and structures and systems. but. The typical founder, I can speak for myself, I had no idea which, which roles I need in the business. I had no idea which systems I need. I didn't even know which kind of work um, will come on my shoulder a year ahead from now because I never did it. I never experienced it. So growing the business meant growing my, my responsibilities and growing my responsibilities without knowing it makes it very hard to delegate. It just meant for me, I'm growing my workload because I have to do this and this and that. And every year it got more. And I came to the point where I simply I, I couldn't do more because I was working 14 to 16 hours every day, even at the weekend. And yeah, I, 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 I mean, that was part of why I almost crashed my business against the wall in 2018, because we didn't have these structures and everything depended on me. So I, I figured out the hard way why roles are important and why I as a founder can't do everything myself and I cannot build an organization where everyone and everything depends on myself. And that's that was the starting point when I decided I need to like create a blueprint of all teams in my business and all the roles in the team so that I have a complete understanding how my business should work. And that literally changed the game, because previously I also started hiring freelancers like in 2012 and 2014 and so on. But I rarely got good results. And why? Because I just had people, but I had no idea what I really expect from them. So that's um, yeah, I think that's the, 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 the normal way when you try to do everything yourself and figure out everything yourself.
0: Mm, yeah. Thanks for sharing that um, personal insight uh, on your own path. Um big topic, and we already touched it a little bit um is role pollution um, yeah. What is the main issue with uh, road pollution in inside your teams uh, probably as well um, as as a as a founder or c e o um how can i, I vo- avoid it in the first place, and if it has already happened, uh, what can I do to reduce it?
1: Hmm. So what is role pollution, right? Role pollution is when you try when you hire one person for one specific part. For example, you say, okay, I need a software developer. You hire a software developer. And let's say you are lucky and you hired a really good software developer that might also have other skills than just software development, which is a great asset for the business. But very often it turns out that you see this person as a reliable person in the beginning. And then you might have different tasks like user experience design, setting up the software architecture, setting up the software, the the underlying systems, the DevOps engineering, um, doing the UI design, testing the software, all these things, right? Because software development is complex in the same way as digital marketing. Everything is driven by technology. So there are many complex parts you need to somehow control and master. And when you have a good person, it happens that either you, the person that hired this guy or, or woman, Um, Or someone else in the team sees that this person is really doing well and is reliable. So then you delegate additional things on top. And the person doesn't want to um, reject that because it's hard for people to say no when someone asks you to do something. And then the person ends up with all kinds of different things, administrative stuff, software testing, user experience design, uh, consulting the product owner, creating the architecture, et cetera, et cetera. And that might lead to overwhelm. And on the other side, it might cause that the person has so many things to do that he or she can't focus on software development, where he or she was initially hired for, anymore with the reliability the team got before the role was polluted. And what happens then is that you hear other people in the team saying. Something changed with this guy He's not reliable anymore. Somehow he doesn't do a good job. It was great in the beginning, but now it's not anymore. And then the person sees that and also gets frustrated because in the beginning, he or she got appreciated. And now everyone just complains and the person might not even understand what happens. But it's just that his or her role was polluted. And then other people say oh, this guy is not good anymore. And then good people leave. And that is a big risk for for the business. How to avoid that by really creating an, a blueprint on a specific role, really nailing down the accountability, responsibility, maybe the KPIs this person should monitor, and how this person can see if he or she is doing a good job. And then the entire team needs to keep each other accountable on the roads. Right? What sometimes feels in the team like pushing back the work to someone like when you would come to me and you you create a podcast, right. And we've created a podcast. And then you say, Manuel, um, you need to cut the podcast. I would say, no, Daniela, it's you cutting the podcast because it's your podcast in case you have a personal issue. I'm happy to do that, but it's your job. It's your role. Right. And people often feel offended and not supported by that. But in the end it's supporting people to stay in their role instead of like throwing work all around to everyone, who ever catches it, because very often in the end, no one catches it. When you just yeah. throw a ball up in the sky, everyone's looking at it, you know that, and then boom, nobody catches the ball. That's the same with work. Or even worse, when you have one ball and everyone in the team tries to catch it, there's only one person that can and should care about one thing and precisely take the ball and hand it over to someone and ask if the person accepts that kind of work. Right, and then you have a team that pulls the same rope and really works fluently with each other instead of compromising each other and yeah, just polluting roles.
0: Yeah, I really like how, how you described that. Um that fits really well. Um Manu, when when we have this um, faith of growth, um there how can I balance the uh, best between creating new roles as um my company is growing? and keep the balance between the cost structure and the growth. Um, Probably the the company grows faster than the revenue, right? Uh, So how how (laughs) can keep the balance there?
1: Yeah, there are two things. Of course, you need to understand the value proposition of your business and which kind of activities create value, real value for the client, value that your client wants to pay money for. And this is, I would say, the focus where where you should understand which roles you need to deliver this result for your client and the contribution margin, just a financial uh, thing where you need to understand how much money you can invest and how much contribution margin or profit you need from creating this activity and the money um, the client pays for. Um, that is important. But when you just grow your team for because you would just want to delegate any kind of work, On the one side, you grow cost, but on the other side, if you just grow with people without growing your structure and streamlining your work, you significantly grow your complexity. And that even creates more costs to manage the business because people need to be managed, not like resources. But you you, you need to train people, you need to coach them, you need to support them, you need additional tools, right? You increase communication and interfaces between people. And that creates more complexity and more friction sometimes if your structures are not yet that organized. So I would always really try to prioritize, for example, which kind of work you can simply stop doing before you try to understand what you want to delegate also try to understand what's the value of the work you want to delegate and what really happens, not just what could be the worst case scenario you could imagine, but what really happens when you simply stop doing this, right? And um, Or just doing 50% of it mm-hmm. or really delegating to someone else if it's really valuable work. But always having the value compared to the cost it creates is so crucial to grow a sustainable business because at the end, if the business doesn't make money... Goodbye, business
0: <laughs> won't survive. Yep, that's the point. Uh, I I found in, in, in my own work that that many startups and founders and small businesses they are like um, really inno- innovative and um, but their, their business um, they have or they seem to have a, a big trouble um, to imagine and I'm not, not working it, just imagine how fluid or agile organization uh, looks like and works. Um, when you let them draw, for example, an organizational structure or design on, on a paper, um, you get impressed because um, sometimes it feels they just uh, copied it out from some Taylorism uh, school book from the 1900s and um, what does it take to overcome that and transform it into real organ, agile organization? And it w- was like, uh, um, or you catch my attention when you were just uh, explaining something about teams and you put it like this in, in different uh, capsules, right? And uh, I was wondering um, what what you have to think or say about that.
1: So why that happens is because look around yourself. There are so many organizations that are still built on the classical old school setup where you have a boss and then top level management. And then you have like the workers below them. So if you build a business and you just look around, you will build a business like all other businesses, because typically that's yeah how you can learn or to transform that. I mean, I did that for my own business. I see many other business owners. I lead through these transformations, but it's all about, first, as a leader, understanding <laughs> understanding what your business should do. And most, most business owners don't really understand that, especially when they start. They, they might understand what they do and what keeps them busy every day, but what is the result they create for their clients that is rarely really understood in detail. And if you don't understand that, it's hard to sell these services because nobody else will understand which value you create. And if you just communicate what you do, nobody's willing to pay for that. People pay for result, not for what you do, right? And on the other side, if your team has no idea what they need to deliver in order to create the end result your clients want, so that they pay the invoices, it's hard for your team to deliver the results. So this having this blueprint of your, cl- uh, I would say, critical client flow of the value chain. That is important because this is what your business creates. And then you you build teams around that to understand, okay which teams create which parts of this value chain and which teams do you need to support that? And then there needs to be no boss on top that says you do this, you do that. Because if you have this clarity and this transparency for everyone in the team and train them and coach them well, they will understand what they need to create and they will find a way to create that. Right? So this is. I think it starts from the top leader shifting the way from controlling people to controlling results and supporting people. It's mm-hmm. still about control. I mean, not controlling KPIs and the results of your business is like driving a car with closed eyes, right? That's deadly. You need to control things. You need to control results and KPIs, but you don't need to control what people do. You just need to provide transparency and support.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, my last question for today, Manuel: wh- Why should I consider, as a as a business owner or, or team lead, um, to integrate at some point an agile team facilitator or um, slash agile coach in my company to like move things forward in into the the right direction?
1: <laughs> Look, because most people in their day to day routines, they are so how to say they are so used to doing the same things the same way every day that it's hard for them to find new ways. Right. When, when most I mean, if you now if, if you now listen to this podcast and you want to reflect on your daily routines, you see that you do the same things every day. And that's good because routines make it easy for you to do the same things. But if you if what you are doing is not working anymore and it's not relevant anymore because the environment changed, Then you need to break these habits and develop new routines and that can only be done by a person outside challenging the team and their thought patterns and their habits to understand if what they are doing is still the right thing so basically it's a person that asks the right question from an outside perspective and that's from my experience the only way how to break these patterns and these old school thought patterns in a team and help them reflect on if they might want to change something to get a better result. Because if you continue doing the same things, you will always get the same things. Right. Right. Or less if the environment changes. So and that's what Mm. a facilitator helps you reflect on.
0: Okay, awesome. Manu, thank you very much for the Q&A session today and for your insights. Um, I would say we see each other next week.
1: Yeah, welcome. See you next week. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.
0: Awesome. This was a very insightful and important conversation, don't you think? Now you can understand better why it is indispensable to get your roles together rather sooner than later. Before you leave, hit the subscribe button, give us a thumb up or share it around with your friends and colleagues. Sign up for the free business builder training on flashup.io and learn more about how to scale with your business at any time, working with global top talents and make work better. On behalf of the team here at the Virtual Frontier, I want to thank you for listening. So until the next episode, keep exploring new frontiers.